shooting spree in Memphis, leaving at least four people dead. Mola Linge is there on the scene in Memphis tracking the latest developments. Good morning, Mola. Well, good morning, Robin. Yeah, this hours-long shooting spree leading to hours of panic here in Memphis. A shelter-in-place ordered seven people shot in ultimately more than half a dozen crime scenes throughout the city. Overnight in Memphis, police capturing a man they say went on a deadly shooting spree, killing at least four people and injuring three others. The man streaming live video of himself allegedly firing a gun. First we thought it was a, like he was trying to rob him or something, but it, it, then we found out that this guy was just shooting randomly. Authorities identifying the suspect in custody as 19-year-old Ezekiel Kelly. The rampage spanning across eight different crime scenes. A desperate search for an American school teacher kidnapped in Memphis. And after we actually found information and saw a video where somebody was abducted, then that's going to raise the alarm. Police releasing this surveillance still of 34-year-old Eliza Fletcher jogging near the University of Memphis campus. University police say that around 4.30 Friday morning, the avid jogger was forced into this dark SUV following a brief struggle with an unknown man. After further investigation, we found video that did show a black SUV pull into the area across the street here where uh, the victim was taken. Memphis police now working with the FBI and pleading with the public for help, saying Fletcher's five foot six inches tall, 137 pounds, with blonde hair and green eyes. Last seen wearing a pink jogging top and blue running short. All right, welcome back. You're probably wondering why I brought those up, considering that they have already captured both assailants uh, and they are hopefully going to put them away for the rest of their natural lives. The reason I brought it up is progressive Democrats. This is what happens when you are soft on crime. Both of these men, on all accounts, should never have, the, have had the ability to uh, commit these crimes. Both of them should still actually be in prison. Starting with Eliza Fletcher, uh, Henderson should have still been in prison. He got let out four years early. Here's a guy that was in prison for abduction and rape. And he did the exact same thing 20 years later when he got out. I mean, that really kind of shows you that there are criminals and there are people that are beyond helping, that they are just sick individuals, that even the prison system can't do much for them. I think you just put them in a cage, which just delays their actions if they're allowed to come back out. A guy like that, you certainly shouldn't, in my opinion, shouldn't be let out. Uh, If you've already raped a woman and you have already abducted somebody, you are, on all accounts, extremely dangerous. I don't think you should be out in society Because this is what happens. He gets out four years early. He should have been in there another four years, which means this crime was, it didn't have to happen. Would it happen four years from now? More than likely somebody else four years from now would be the victim of this monster. Soft on crime. We let him out early. The other one, I mean, even worse. Here is somebody that actually murdered a person. And instead of getting charged with murder, they downgraded it to aggravated assault And he was supposed to do three years in prison, Kelly, and he ended up doing 11 months, 19 years old. Obviously a very violent individual, again, 
and he was let back out two years plus early and within a month of being back out, decides to go on Facebook and go on a senseless killing spree, killing people for no rhyme or reason other than to just cause carnage. There's no other reason for it except for that. Another sick individual that, why didn't you prosecute the guy for already murdering somebody? I don't understand why he's even allowed out. Why didn't we prosecute him for the crime that he did? Uh, This is what happens when you have soft on crime, progressive DAs, they let these criminals back out into the streets and we pay for it. Uh, Everything that the Democrats do, you, you take a step back and look at it. Every policy that they make, everything that they do, anywhere that they are in power, we pay for it. Now, if you happen to be in a red state and you're insulated, that's beautiful. But if you're not and you're just an average person that's either non-political or you don't really have a side, you're not in, politics don't interest you, or and you're in a blue state, you're paying for it one way or the other. Because whether they're just not prosecuting people, not picking people up, New York, it looks like you're, it's getting to a point in New York City where I, you can go out and shoot somebody in broad daylight and you're going to be back out on the street that night. That's how dangerous that city's getting. Yeah, you're talking about Gotham. Right. That city is just getting completely out of control because you have a progressive mayor there. They're not going to hold anybody accountable. What's even more amazing than that is this guy was a former police officer. Was he a crooked police officer? You know what? (laughs) If I was a bet man, I put some money that says Eric Adams was. Because if you're okay with what's happening in that city, if you haven't said, no, no, we're funding the police, we're going in hard, we may even start again, stop and frisk. We may even put that back in place to get this city back under control because it is so far gone right now. It's not even safe to walk the streets at night. But these are progressives. Every time they are somewhere, the Democrats run something, they put a policy in place, anything, the people pay for it. Everything Joe Biden's done, we pay for it. These DAs are letting these people out. Families are paying for it. This young lady's out jogging. She's not doing anything wrong. Probably health conscious. She's going for a nice morning jog. And she that's how she loses her life. These other people... They just were in literally the wrong place at the wrong time when the devil showed up. People, we got we got to wake up. People need to see when you allow this party to control the United States, this is just a taste of what is to come if we do not reverse course. We will continue to deteriorate. It will infect every part of the United States, even in places like where I live, even in South Florida. Eventually, it will get here if we do not do our part all around the country. You cannot vote for these people. You need to see them for what they are. They are all about power. They are all about control. You obviously can see they do not care about you. No matter what promises they make, no matter what promises on the campaign trails, no matter what these people say or do, you are of no importance to them. As long as they get what they want out of it, you mean nothing. And you're going to have to live in situations like this going forward. It's not going to stop. 
We got to do something. I hope people are waking up and seeing this. I truly do. I hope that, you know, Memphis is in Tennessee. Tennessee's a red state. <laughs> it's not – when I'm telling you this is going to affect everywhere, but I hope everybody's seeing this. I hope everybody's choosing wisely because right now is not a time to be foolish and not pay attention and to make foolish choices just because you have a supposed allegiance to a party, okay? There, there is no more allegiance. Your allegiance should be to the country and to each other. We should all take care of each other and take care of the country and start realizing that many of these politicians – are simply there to enrich themselves and they want to get involved in the game and that's it. They, they don't actually care about anything but themselves. That's all they care about. Let's talk about a very near and dear person to my heart. Somebody that just, just brings just pure joy when I talk about him. I mean, I just, my friend AOC, my favorite idiot, I mean, this girl has the dumbest things to say. I, sometimes I wonder, can she get any dumber? And then she just, you know, she does it. She amazes me, and I'm like, this is just fantastic. I thought, I thought you were done. I thought by now you're getting to an age where maybe some of that recklessness wears off, and you get a little bit more mature, and you start thinking a little straighter. Oh no, 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 no. We're we're just going to continue. She's going to continue as it is. AOC, who was featured in the latest edition of GQ, praised the magazine for some big taking some big risks and interviewing her so she could tackle the issues of gender and politics. She made it clear that <laughs> she was proud to have two legendary trans icons, photographer and styling the image. During her interview with GQ... <laughs> According to Wesley Lowry, the congressman, congresswoman's speech slowed to a crawl, and for the first time in the hours we had spent speaking, she broke eye contact, burying her gaze into the arm of her left chair. Tears pulled into the corner of her eyes, he wrote. <laughs> I should narrate this. I'm trying to. I hold two contradictory things in mind at the same time. One is just the relentless belief that anything is possible, Ocasio-Cortez said before revealing that she is hesitant to talk about the future because she fears for her life. As so... <laughs> I just can't. As so many Americans, she concluded, hate women and further minority women. <laughs> it's just so it's so over dramatic. I, I just I can't. <laughs> it's so dumb. She she fears for her life. <laughs> she she oh, excuse me. She went on to say, and so those two things are very contradictory things. I admit that I admit to sometimes believing that I live in a country that would never let that happen. She added. But, you know, white supremacy and the patriarchy are kind of linked in a lot of ways. <laughs> oh, this girl is so damn dumb. <laughs> Could you get any dumber? She fears for her life. Who's going to kill her? Who? Who's out to kill her? Listen, us on the right, we're not going to kill you. We have no interest in hurting you. You are a gold mine. Do you not understand that? They love when you speak. You are so dumb. AOC, you are so stupid. 
And the things you say are so recklessly stupid that everybody loves when you speak. They would lose money if you went away. Oh, they love it. Believe it, you have no fear. And this crap about the minority, I can't even begin. They're, they are the biggest group of lying, what does Joe Biden say? Dog-faced pony soldiers in the, in the United States. Show me the disparities. Show me, because I look at the numbers. I don't go by feelings. I only go by facts. And you could start going through industries. And granted, some industries, it's a little unbalanced. But for the most part, most industries are balanced. And then if you dig a little deeper and look into certain industries that are unbalanced, there's generally a reason why it's unbalanced. Like maybe where it's centrally located, the population in that area, the company itself reflects who lives there. Okay. Uh, what disparity? What? You know, blacks, Hispanics, what? Blacks are 13% of the population. Okay. I did a breakout long time ago on the podcast. I mean, we're getting uh, into my second two and a half years here. Long time ago, Congress, they are represented, I think, just slightly in Congress under. I think they're like at 12% and they're 13% of the population. Hispanics are like right on par. Okay. You start going through all the statistics. How are you underrepresented? How? I, I, I don't even, I can't with the disparity thing. These people are such liars because they know that nobody's going to bother going and looking this stuff up. They know that they're popular like AOC. Hey, I've said before, AOC's got a lot of energy. She, she has a star quality to her that the people on the left, they like her. So when she says something, do you think that these young kids that are listening to her are going to take the time to go look this up? No, they're going to believe her for whatever reckless lie that she tells them. And they know that. So that's why they're so comfortable saying the crap that they say is because they know only people like us are going to fact check them, but they snuff us out. You, we can't get our message out as big as they can because we're shadow banned or they're trying to throw us off platforms all the time. We can't get it out the same way they can. They are just giving it. It's a gimme. Go look up on YouTube. Look up a news story. Watch what pops up. You know what I'm talking about. Even Fox News, which you know me, I'm not a real big fan of Fox News, but even Fox News, you, you ain't going to hardly see any of that come up first. You're going to get MSNBC, CNN, ABC. You're going to get all kinds of left-wing news. So that way, you see one, it's about the topic you want, bam, you hit it. They got you. We don't get that luxury. So their messaging is it's, it's on steroids compared to what we are. Nobody checks on them. The fact checkers, we, we get silenced. So these kids believe this crap. I don't want to hear that you're in fear for your life. Go look up police statistics and see how many white people are shot as opposed to Hispanics, as opposed to blacks from cops. Look it up. It might actually blow your mind because it's going to blow their narrative clear out the water. Okay. The, I, I really, uh, I love when she talks because she's so damn stupid and ignorant. It's really amazing. <laughs> it truly is. I, when I was reading that, you know, in my head, I'm sitting down in a chair, an armchair. I got the fire behind me going. I'm in a robe. I got a pipe out. 
in my thought, I even have a British accent. And I just start reading like it's a story. That's how stupid this interview was with GQ. <laughs> Can you picture me looking like an elephant sitting in a chair with a pipe reading the memoirs of AOC? Oh, my God. I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to go put on a wife beater eat a Swanson's TV dinner, spill some of it on the front. So I got stains on the front of the wife beater. I'm going to put on my sandals, climb a ladder to the top of the house and do a head dive in that case. Cause that's just, <laughs> if I had to listen or do that and listen to the memoirs of that idiot, I'd rather go do that. Oh, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, it's fire. All right. Uh, Democratic mayors keep piling up border pressure on the Biden administration. These mayors do not like what is happening. Sleepy, creepy Biden uh, continues weathering friendly fire from Democrat mayors over the arrival of immigrants in their cities and issues a now encompassing uh, Chicago as well as New York City and Washington, D.C., Lori Lightfoot promised to visit Washington this week to meet with members of the Biden administration about the migrants arriving into the Windy City from the U.S.-Mexico border. I don't understand why they're getting so upset. Don't they want open borders? Don't you guys want these people here? I don't know why you're getting so mad. Why is it okay that they got to absorb all these people in all the border states and it's okay, all these little towns are getting blown out. They've been complaining for two years. We cannot handle the capacity that's coming across the border. You have vagrants everywhere around here, panhandling everywhere because there's nowhere for these people to go. Help us, our cities can't handle it. And no one cares. Now you guys get 1%, if that much, of the people from the border dropped off in your town and you're acting like it's the end of the world. But you are the people that advocate for these types of policies. I don't understand. I guess it's all good when it's in fairy tale land. You know, when it's in a, in a state that you never visit, you don't care about, you don't go to the border. It doesn't mean nothing to you because you don't see these people. But I guess when you drop a couple hundred people off up there, which is, oh my God, God forbid it's a couple hundred people, uh, it's, it's a problem for them. It's a big problem. They don't know what to do. I mean, they want National Guard. They want all kinds of crap. This is, this is bad. They can't handle it. Saying that all the beds are taken in their, in their homeless shelters. Saying they, can't, they don't have the funds to feed these people. <laughs> uh, you know what? Our governors, a little taste of your own medicine. There's nothing better than that, right? We grow up. These governors are amazing that are doing this. They're amazing. And they need to just keep it coming. Every blue city, that all these people, you want everybody to come across the border illegally. You guys need to send busload after busload after busload up there. Just this never ending. Have those buses arriving night and day, day and night. Thousands upon thousands of people in these cities. And you watch. They will end up shutting that border down. When they get a little taste of their own medicine... They will shut it down. It'll be a beautiful thing. And it needs to happen. That's the only way it's going to stop. You got to give them back. You know, you, you got to give a little. You got to give it back to them. They give it to you all the time. You got to give it right back to them. All right. It's Friday. <laughs> and as far as every Friday goes, you always get a fun fat fact from me. Anybody that has never listened, I'm allowed to do this because since I am fat, I can make fun of fat people, and I don't really care what those fat people have to say. I got a buddy. 
Oh, my buddy. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a special one. I got to tell you, he's special. He's a skinny guy in a fat man's body. You know, he thinks he can do everything that skinny people do. You know, I learned a long time ago, being 6'4", and you know, at a young age of 20 years old, I was in excess of 300 pounds, and I was, I was fluffy then. I wasn't fat. You know, now I'm a much, much larger but I learned a long time ago that yeah, there's just things you can't do when you're of my size. And I say that goes for most fat guys. You know, there's just some things you just, you know better. You don't do them. Well, he's not one of those guys. See, he thinks he's a skinny guy in a fluffy body. So he tries to do all the things skinny people do. Uh, for example, he likes to race dirt bikes. And he goes on his little amateur circuit and he races dirt bikes. And you barely see the bike <laughs> because he uh, pretty much uh, disappears when his fat ass sits on it. So <laughs> I saw some pictures of his last event. I can't, I can't say I've ever been to one, you know, watching guys go around in circle, kind of like NASCAR. I know lots of people love it and God bless you. If you love it, that's your thing. Me, I don't understand it. I don't care to understand it. Uh, the fact that I'm just sitting here watching cars go in a circle to me, especially with all the drinking that goes on there, it just seems dizzying. It's not my thing. But he likes to race, and I've never been to one, so usually I get to see the pictures after the fact. And his uniform doesn't quite fit him. No, it doesn't fit him quite at all. It's cracks hanging out. It's the nicest way I could say that. Yeah, it's, it's always hanging out. And uh, so while he's riding... Uh, I guess mud flings. Well, I saw a picture of him, and I had to stop and call him. And I said, I said, buddy, buddy. He said, what do you want? I was like, please, man, tell me I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. He goes, oh, God, what, what do you want? I said, just tell me. Tell me what I just saw I'm not seeing. He goes, what would you see? I said, did you have an accident on the bike? He goes, what? I said, yeah, did you poop your pants on the bike? <laughs> he said, no. And I said, well, there's a big black spot right on your crack, and it splatters directly up your back after that. It looks like a volcanic eruption came right out of your crack and blew all up the top of your back. And he was like, no, man, I didn't have no accident. It was mud. The mud was flinging everywhere. And I said, well, see, then there's the problem. Okay, you see, anybody that sees that picture is going to think that fatty, you're going to end up being called poopy pants because it looks like you had an explosion, like you ate some bad tacos the night before. And as you were riding, you couldn't stop. And Lord and behold, we had an eruption because the mud landed perfectly in your crack and then splattered on your back. And if your pants fit you the right way and your shirt was long enough to cover your crack, well, you wouldn't be having these problems. Then I said, friend. I also saw another picture, and he said, oh, Jesus, Lord, what now? I saw a picture of you pulling your pants up while you're putting your shirt on. So I said, oh, what's, what's with the floaty? He said, what are you talking about, a floaty? I said, what's with the blow-up floaty around your, you know, around, your, around your waist? He started laughing. I said, yeah. Your, tur- your shirt's so tight up top, and your pants are so tight on the bottom, your big, fat, white belly's hanging out all the way around you. It's very spherical. It literally looks like you're wearing a kid's floaty, and you're about to go dive in the pool. <laughs> Needless to say, 
he wasn't too happy with the conversation, but you know, men being men, you got to hear what you got to hear, especially in moments like that. <laughs> so for all my fat friends out there, if you are one of those people who still think that you are skinny fat, I am not going to hate on you for it. Go do whatever it is you want to do. But can you make sure your uniforms fit? Can you make sure you're not giving the crowd a little extra? And by extra, I'm not talking about something good. I'm talking about an extra reason to make fun of you because you shouldn't be there in the first place. Make sure your clothes fit and nothing is revealed. (laughs) I got to tell you. (laughs) It was a pretty good conversation with him. He didn't like it too much. I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) In the picture... If I had it and I could show it to you without getting in trouble for my buddy, you would see exactly what I'm talking about and you would probably agree with me because even though he tried to clarify with me that it was just mud, I have some doubts still. (laughs) I should just start calling him Volcano. I should be like, hey, what's up, Volcano? And it's going to take him a second. He's pretty sharp. He knows knows what's going on. It'll take him a second, but when he catches on, I'm sure I'm I'm going to get some uh, explicit words thrown in my direction, and I will be pretty much laughing until I roll on the floor. (laughs) All right, it's Friday. I hope you had a beautiful weekend. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. I'm not going to do all the razzle-dazzle. We're just going to end it here. We will do it again on Monday.